yourself with spunout.ie. Rebecca from spunout.ie, thanks so much for joining us on the Zoo Crew. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me. Uh, cool. So this week we're going to touch on um, the attitudes and the feelings that people have now that we're kind of coming out of lockdowns, like the the word lockdown. I mean, it's kind of irrelevant now that, I mean, the shops are open, non-essential retail is open. People are kind of doing more. Um, you can meet up with certain numbers and back gardens and that sort of stuff. So with all of this comes um, a kind of worry and anxiety. It's something that we haven't really felt um a lot in in the last year or so so talk to us a little bit about why fee- why people might be feeling a little bit kind of anxious now as we start to open up to the real world again yeah i think it can be strange to say that you know after a year of being in lockdown that people might feel anxious about you know going back to doing the things that they enjoyed before um but the reality is like when you've spent that time away it can feel overwhelming to then have to go back and do regular things you did before, like take public transport or spend time in large crowds. Um, I think if many of us like reflected on the way our lives were previously, there were parts of it that we probably didn't enjoy that much. You know, your commute on the Lewis or the bus home was always jammed or being at a pub where you couldn't get a table and you were squished against someone else. You know, they weren't always enjoyable experiences. And for a lot of people thinking about going back to that could be overwhelming. So I think what's important is that if you're trying to make, you know, plans with friends to meet up, um, one, that you're following restrictions, but two, that you're just listening to kind of your gut feeling and what that's saying. And if someone's asking you to do something that you don't really feel like you're ready to do, just speak to them and say, you know, yeah, I'd love to meet up, but I'd feel more comfortable if it was just me and you or, you know, I'd feel more comfortable if we stayed in a certain location uh, or didn't, you know, travel too far. And just like let someone know what your comfort zone is, because I think the more people kind of talk about it, the more they'll realize that most people will be feeling slightly anxious about going back uh, into normality after lockdown. Yeah, I think that's a really important point because, you know, I think the lockdown has like been different for everybody. Some people have actually really enjoyed it. Other people cannot wait to see the the other side of it. Um, and I know in my own friends group, there's kind of a divide. Loads of people are dying to book holidays and they're dying to get everyone together and have a garden party. And then the other half are kind of like, uh, maybe let's not rush into it too quickly. But you kind of hit the nail on the head there. You did say that the first thing to do is if you're not comfortable in a situation, it is really important to vocalise that. And I suppose for like that, for groups that can be quite hard maybe to find the happy medium um, but I suppose it is all about kind of compromise at the end of the day would you say? Yeah absolutely and you know I think friendships have also changed during the lockdown and there may have been people that you spoke to all the time or people that you spoke to less um, and you might feel a little unsure of like how those friendships are going to be coming out of lockdown also so say if someone was like oh I want to you know have a party with a, a large group of friends once that's allowed um, you might feel a bit anxious being like oh I haven't spoken to that person in a while or you know a lot has changed for me in the past year and maybe those friendships aren't as strong Um, and again it's really just like listening to yourself and being honest with people and not being afraid to say no because I think 
you know, we have this tendency to think that people will think we're rude or we always have to be people pleasers, but that's not true. You can, you know, say no um, and be honest. And I think another thing that can really bring anxiety is when you make plans that you know you're not going to keep and we're all guilty of it when someone asks you to do something and you're like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, knowing completely well that you're not going to turn up to that. And that can bring even more anxiety because then you're worrying about, oh, when do I cancel? When, like, how do I tell this person that I'm not going to be able to do that? So just trying to be honest at the start can really help to kind of ease those anxieties and prioritize, you know, what makes you feel good and what makes you happy. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to peer pressure again, which can be something that a lot of people haven't experienced since like, you know, secondary school or whatever but now when you're put in this situation when you know the majority of a group could be making plans and you might feel that you're going to be left out if you don't go along to this big meetup or whatever that's happening just because you know you're concerned about safety and parents or whatever whatever it is there can be different reasons for people but you just don't want to be that that person who says no or you can you'd be worrying about the group moving on and expanding and leaving you there but again I, I do feel that some people would be afraid to even vocalise how they're feeling. But I also feel Mm. that by one person in a group speaking up and being like, look, you know, I actually just, I don't feel comfortable with going to that. There might be another person in the group who is feeling the same way, but was just too afraid to act on it and be like, oh my God, look, I'm actually so glad that you said that because now I'm not afraid to just stand back as well. I just thought that everyone was going to go on without me. So I feel like, again, it's such a simple thing, but by talking about it and just uh, saying how you feel you might actually be helping other people not just yourself yeah absolutely I think there's so many situations in which we're afraid to be the odd one out Um, but the chances are if you're thinking it like other people are also thinking it and it can be a big help or a support to someone else to hear you say that and especially around like regulation following you know people are some people are more I mean some people are better at following the rules and other are more strict and you don't want to seem like you're being you know really like stern or you're kind of you know you don't want people to think that you're judging them by not doing these things but there's always a way to phrase it without you know calling out and you know being really aggressive and saying oh my god I can't believe you're doing that you know talking to someone one-on-one if you don't feel comfortable saying it in group or if you do bring it up in a group you know it's just saying it in a nice considerate way and giving your reasons if you feel comfortable to do so you know if that's a grandparent or your parents or just you know your own personal feelings um I think people we've gone through a lot in the past year and I get I assume and I assume but I think people you know really will feel compassionate for other people because we all have gone through that and beforehand I think we always had to be go 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 and everyone felt like maybe they had to keep up with this certain lifestyle um but if the pandemic has shown us anything it's kind of like taking that time back taking a step back and using that time for yourself can be really beneficial and you don't need to rush back into a lifestyle if there were things in it that you didn't enjoy um you know really just think what is it that I enjoy what is it that brings me happiness and prioritize doing those things because you know, you spend a year at home, do you really want to go out and now start doing things that you didn't actually enjoy in the first place? They shouldn't be your priorities. 
You briefly mentioned there, Rebecca, a few minutes ago about how COVID and the pandemic has kind of changed friendships because people that you may have been really close to at one point, you didn't see them because we were all in lockdown. Maybe that's because you didn't see them in the office or maybe you didn't, you know, you weren't able to travel to see them. Um, And I know that one of the main causes of anxiety for some people now is the fact that you're coming out of lockdown. You you don't have an excuse. You don't have the lockdown as an excuse to hide behind for not seeing somebody. So maybe oh, during lockdown, you haven't seen a number of people or one person. You kind of realise, I'm actually glad because we're not really as friendly as we used to be. But what will happen now for some people? Maybe you have a, a friend who you know, who you don't particularly want to hang out with really anymore for whatever reason. Maybe you didn't get on too well in the past or you were both kind of in different things and maybe going on different paths. If there's someone now who is trying to get back in contact with you but you don't have the the lockdown as an excuse, um, is there a way to kind of like, you know, I suppose not cut the friendship entirely but maybe phase out certain people for whatever reason, not necessarily to be mean or to ghost them but like if you kind of said, I don't really want to see them anymore, is there a way to kind of you know, not see them after the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the reality is that we all change and grow and pe- as people. And I think we all can think of examples in our heads of friendships that just grow apart. And there was never a big catalyst where you had a big fight or something happened where you could pinpoint, oh, that's the reason I'm not friends with them anymore. It's just that people change. I think if you have a friend who is really reaching out to you and like actively trying to spend time with you, then as you say, you don't want to ghost them. And... Um, but maybe, you know, try and organize like a short coffee meetup, see how that goes. It might be an absolute disaster and confirm, yeah, <laughs> I'm really sure that I don't want to spend any more time with this person. Or you might reconnect and see the things that you did like about the friendship previously, you know, just like pick a small thing to do and um, that you think, oh, I can then, you know, just meet them for an hour and get the bus back afterwards. And if you do have that, you know, meetup and you realize this isn't, what I want anymore and this isn't the friendships that I want to prioritize then it is an awkward conversation but I think the best thing to do is to speak to them about it and um, you know even if it's just a text because being ghosted uh, is a horrible feeling and um, and you know you never intentionally want to do it but just saying you know I think that we've kind of changed as people during the pandemic and we've had such a great time together but you know I'm trying to prioritize my happiness at the moment and yeah I I think we've just grown apart I think I think on a similar vibe here is um dating because that's something that has changed and been affected so much by the pandemic and and equally like people may have just been you know chatting on tinder doing facetimes or whatever and now that restrictions are lifted maybe perhaps there's one side of of this newly connected uh, couple who is really eager to meet in person and be do physical things and all that sort of crack. <laughs> but maybe one side isn't isn't ready for that. And like Laura said, now they don't have the excuse of restrictions in the pandemic to actually um, kind of hide behind. But I, I'm, I'm going to assume it's a, it's the same thing. Like you really just have to vocalise your feelings and be like, look, I just, I'm not ready to f- go full on dates or go to activities and stuff. And I'm sure that is a cause of anxiety for a lot of people right now. Yeah. So I think, especially with dating, what's really important to understand is that you should never do anything you don't feel comfortable with. You know, for so many people, it comes to the end, or not for so many people, but maybe you're in a circumstance where it comes to the end of the night and someone goes in for a kiss and you really don't want to, but just out of awkwardness, you do it back. You know, we really need to kind of train ourselves to say, no, I have body autonomy. Like, 
my choices over my body, even if it's things that maybe might consider small, like kissing or hugging, are really my own. And it's important that when I do those things, it's really that I want to do them. Um, and these are the sort of conversations that we build up with people around consent because it starts really small with things, you know, like touching or kissing, and then it builds up to sex um, or, or yeah, different types of sex. Um, so, you know, if you have someone who you've been speaking with on Tinder, you just really need to be able to like explain to them your boundaries and to tell them what you're comfortable with because people will just make assumptions or maybe you've said things in the past that you did feel at that time, but now your mind has changed and that's completely fine and you're allowed to change your mind. But just being, you know, really open and honest with them is the best thing to do because, you know, if you respect that person, you want to be honest with them and you want to be able to respect their boundaries also. So again, some of these conversations are difficult to have and, and they may make us feel a bit awkward, but you should never do anything that you don't want to um, when it comes to dating. And it's just about, yeah, being honest from the beginning. Yeah, that's really important. And I really feel like as well, there's going to be a lot of pressure, not necessarily to be physical on dates, but just for ideas for dates in general, because, you know, up until this point, you've probably had, um, you know, just virtual dates, whereas now you can meet up in a park or you might be able to go to dine outside. Like I'd say it's a quite a nerve wracking time going into the dating game, first of all, in the pandemic, but nearly even worse coming out of it because you're kind of like, oh, you know, this is all new to me. <laughs> Yeah. And you have to think, you know, there's people who have turned 18 during the pandemic. You know, there's people who haven't legally set foot in a bar (laughs) during the past year, even though they've been able to. And there's people who will be open to all these new experiences and maybe they're really excited to do it. But there's other people who might not feel that way. And everyone's, uh, you know, idea of the perfect first date is different. And I think, you know, even mine and my boyfriend's idea of a regular date are completely different to one another. (laughs) So it's really just about talking and finding that compromise. Um, And again, prioritizing, you know, what makes you feel good because, you know, that you would hate to be on a date with someone and them just pretending that they're really into pitch and put or whatever you know yeah. like you want to be able to have a good time yeah. uh, and and that's what the other person is thinking too they want you to have a good time so just be honest with them and let them know what what it is that you enjoy do you know you opened up a, a thought there that's probably a conversation for another day another day but very briefly uh, before we wrap up for those people who you know have turned 18 like 11 months ago and they haven't set foot in the bar and haven't had all these experiences and are are, are really feeling that they missed out on some of their biggest I don't know party years let's call them have you any tips for people um so they don't overdo it during the summer yeah so i think the number one piece of advice i would say is to start low and go slow um so if you are going to start drinking and you haven't drank previously or you haven't you know gone to a festival or been in a pub start low and go slow you know have a drink have a second drink drink some water it's not a race and you're just going to enjoy your night more if you can you know not be completely drunk and end up feeling sick Um, and it's always easy to kind of get like excited and you know people might be offering you shots or whatever but um, if you just try pace it and you know recognize that this is a new experience for your body um, and it's also just fun that you want to have and you don't want the night to end early and so that would be like the number well that would be my first piece of advice my second piece of advice would be to drink lots of water (laughs) Um, And then thirdly, just never accept a drink you don't want, you know, like you shouldn't feel pressured to have to accept a drink from someone. 
um, and you should just feel comfortable in, in drinking what you want and going at your own pace. Amazing, Rebecca. And if there's anyone listening right now who needs to talk to someone, maybe someone who isn't in their friends group or their family, just a new set of ears, uh, where can they reach out to? Yeah, so we have a 24 hours um, free crisis text line called 50808. So you can text that if you are feeling anxious about coming out of lockdown, anxious about going on a first date, uh, you know, any sort of worries that you might have, they are there to listen and to offer support. Um, and it's completely free and confidential. So it's 50808. Rebecca from spunout.ie, a pleasure as always. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Mind yourself with spunout.ie.